Hi, I'm Mark Fish, and you are listening to Hit the Target podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bets. My name is Carol Shabalala, and you are listening to Hit the Target, powered by Hollywood Bets. Hi, football lovers. This is Coach Dylan Kerr. You're listening to Hit the Target, powered by Hollywood Bets. Hit the Target podcast. Hello, and welcome to Hit the Target podcast, powered by Hollywood Bets. I'm your host, Ashaj Pratab, and with me in studio today are the usual suspects, Nigel Naika and Mark Shadom. Gentlemen, welcome. Good morning, gentlemen. How's the Jets? Premier League action is back on our screens. Um, as you know, it's the opening, uh, or rather the closing weekend of October. And uh, yeah, we're going to just run through some of those fixtures. We're going to kick things off with Crystal Palace versus top of the log Tottenham. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but of a sauce that I can't say it, it in top, studio. Top of the log Tottenham. Yeah. No, we it can't say that. <laughs> but we're accepting it. We're accepting it. They're playing well. Um, you know, we, we speak about him every week, uh, Pastor Koglu and the way he's coming and uh, the way Tottenham are playing. They deserve it. Mm. Um, I think Palace will have their work cut out for them in this one. I think they will sit back and, and just soak up pressure and try to play on the counter attack. Um, and there's not much more to say about Tottenham. We all know how, how they're playing now at the moment. Very attacking. And I think they, they get this one over the line. Mm. Um, Nigel, just before I ask you for your opinions on the game, both of you Arsenal supporters, you would have watched Harry Kane score countless, countless goals against uh, Arsenal. I'm sure he's the uh, top goal scorer in the North London derby, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah? Yeah. Both of you agree with yeah. me. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. Was Harry Kane a problem? At Tottenham, did he perhaps? Let's let's just say, for argument's sake, they go on to win the Premier League trophy. Just just level me. Will you then look at Harry Kane and think he was a problem for Tottenham? I don't necessarily think so. I think things never really aligned for him at the club. Uh, I think he was playing out of his skin. I mean, scoring 20-plus goals for so many seasons consecutively um, and the team not playing around him were... Look, looked like um, like the problems for me. So, um, yeah, in my opinion, I think uh, th- things didn't align for him. Yeah, mm. yeah, I, I agree. I think it was just the wrong timing. I think if if Pastor Goglu came a few seasons before while Kane was there, I think we would have been talking a different story now. Yeah, because we all know the qualities Kane have, and he's he's a scoring machine. Mm-hmm. I think if Pastor Goglu came in a bit earlier with the style of play that he likes to play, the attacking football, we wouldn't have to see him drop deep and, and try to play as a 10 and a striker. I think if he just stayed up front with the inclusion of Madison now, with Son, I think uh, they would have been a killer trio mm-hmm. yeah. going forward, definitely. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you mentioned Son over there. He's on, currently on seven goals from his opening nine league fixtures. It's quite an impressive return since... He's been uh, handed the captaincy as well. Yeah. Um, you know, Tottenham have scored uh, 20 league goals. Only three top flight clubs have scored more than them after nine games played. How have they replaced the goals? Is it just Son or is it like those other I, maybe auxiliary team team members? I, I, I think with, with Kane leaving, I think they're playing with more freedom now. It's a more open game. And um, Postacoglu, he, he wants everybody to chip in. It's not just about Kane and, and how he wants to do it and the numbers for him. I think it's a collective now and they're really playing well. I don't want to lie to you. And, and it's, it's nice for the Premier League. Your predictions in this one? I'm going with 3-1 Tottenham. 
Tunnel Spurs. Tunnel Spurs, yeah, easy one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess I'll be sitting in next week saying chop the log, chop them again. Mm. No, don't do that. <laughs> um, moving swiftly along to another uh, London outfit, Chel- or rather outfits, Chelsea versus Brentford. Mm. Um, nice, uh, good old fashioned London derby in this one. Um, promises goals. I think so. Mm. I think so. Yeah. For the blue off or for the red off of London? I think for both teams, I think Brentford picked up a good confidence boosting win last time out. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice 3-0 victory over yeah. Burnley. 100%. Mm. Um, and also, Chelsea have shown that they know pushovers. They're a really good team, mm. like looking to click. Uh, so, yeah. uh, I would be expecting an exciting game at the bridge. Maybe both teams to score. Mm. You know, you mentioned the bridge and last time out, Chelsea played out a two-goal draw with Arsenal. Mm. How did Arsenal get back into that game? Because I, for one, thought it was game over, but 70, 60 yeah. minutes, 70 yeah. minutes was on the clock. I, th- I think it was just uh, a little bit of concentration. Um, Chelsea, they played really well, but Arsenal were very bad on the day. But you have to make your own luck. They gifted us a goal with Declan Rice, and from the, you know, Arsenal. Good finish would, from him, though. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think after that, Arsenal grew in confidence, and they managed to get the, the, the second one to, to tie mm. the game. This uh, comes weeks after uh, Pochettino, he, he, in a presser, he says the boys need to grow up. Do you think this is what, what, um, what he means by that? Like this performance, was it a performance of boys or of men? I think, I think it's just it's a matter of time. I think they're mm. still building. That's also what he said. Yeah. He said it's just a matter of time. Yeah, I, I believe so. It's just a, 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 it will start clicking. They, they've brought in a lot of players. It doesn't just happen overnight. It's, it must take time. They've got to believe in Pochettino and what he's saying and what they're doing on the training ground. And when it starts to happen in, 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 on game days, then that belief will get stronger and, and they will start to trust each other more. And I believe they have the quality to go all the way and mm. soon it will show. Yeah. Let's move the conversation over to Brentford. Uh, Nigel just said comfortable win for them 3-0 out last time against Burnley um, attacking performance you know you, the likes of Bremo and Wisa linking mm. up you had Frank Onyeka coming through the midfield playing very well yeah. uh, you know you got Norgard Damsgaard yes. you know very very solid um, Brentford team mm. uh, characteristic of Thomas Frank you know and he's done such an amazing job do they get anything from this game? Yeah, I, I think they can get away with maybe even a draw, even nick it. I mean, mm. look, Chelsea have been good, but they are susceptible, mm. especially against a really good Brentford team. So uh, I wouldn't put all my hats on a Chelsea victory. Uh, see Brentford getting something from this game. Mm. Your prediction? I'm saying 1-1. I'm, I'm, giving, uh, I'm giving Chelsea the win, yeah, mm. after last week's performance, and they're at home too. So I'm giving Chelsea 2-1. Does, does Cole Palmer's appearance have anything to do with that? I think so. I think he's, he, he brings a, 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 um, some energy to, to, to the attacking play of Chelsea. He's, he's creative and I think they're trusting him more. And that showed what the penalty he took against Arsenal. There was a bit of an argument between the players there and, and Enzo Fernandez. He, you can see in the video that he, he, he tells Sterling to, to give the ball to, to Palmer at the time. And rightfully so, he put the ball in the back of the net and I think he's, he's, he's a quality player. Mm-hmm. And as the season progresses, he will, he will get better and better. Mm. Speaking of quality players, uh, Lyle Foster is up against... Shout out. Yeah, it is the Foster show. Yeah. Um, Lyle Foster up against Bournemouth uh, this weekend. Uh, it's away from home. All uh, four of Burnley's points have come on their travels this mm. season. Um, they're, they're away to, to the Vitality this weekend against uh, Bournemouth, who... Um, I can say 10 men Bournemouth last time on. Yeah. You know, just 
maybe the signs, the seams are starting to slip off uh, for uh, Riola and his, um, yeah, and his it's, team? It's, it's, it's not looking good, man. Um, they, it's been a slow start. It's been difficult. Um, they've, they've shown some good uh, performances, but the results haven't been in their favor. And I'm backing Lyle Foster yeah, to, to at least get a goal here yeah, in mm. this one. Yeah. yeah. Played, a, played a very good delivery uh, last time out against uh, Brentford, just when the chance just went begging. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think Burnley come away with the points here. Um, Bournemouth have been shocking this season. No mm. win all season, nine games. Yeah. So, They're um, one of two top clubs yet to see victory. 100%. So I think uh, Burnley will be licking their lips trying to come away with three points. Mm. Do you think they get it? Yeah, 100%. I think Lyle Foster as well, he wants to get onto a score sheet again. Mm. So company and them will be wanting three points. Mm. How important is Foster in there but to survive? Extremely important. I think if he stays fit, they will survive. Mm. I think they have the quality. Um, just besides him, the, the depth might fall off a bit. So his, his fitness is very vital. Mm. Mark, is Lyle Foster a 20-goal a season striker? Um, I, 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 don't, I don't think right now. I think he's, he's still fresh in the Premier League, you know, trying to get up to speed in the Premier League. You know, the Premier League is a different animal to, to any league around the world. And just getting up to pace with the league, finding your feet. And I think he's got a good coach behind him to, to help him get there. And he's shown some signs of, of, of a good striker. And I think he's the talisman for Burnley. Uh, I hope he can get up to 15 at least in the mm. coming seasons and yeah I'm backing him all the way mm, here's an incredible step yeah. Al Foster has directly been involved in five goals across seven league appearances I'm not surprised man uh, like Nigel said his, his fitness is very important for Burnley and if he stays fit I'm backing him through the whole season mm. I'll go one further no Burnley player has been directly involved in more than one He's, he's, yeah. he's been involved in five. Yeah, he's so, imperative to their attacking mm, output. Exactly. And, and I think in, in Vincent Company sees that he's, he's obviously brought him in when he brought him in. Yeah. And uh, they've said that they've worked the entire preseason with him and it's showing on the pitch. Um, for all intents and purposes, I also think that uh, he gets in a score sheet in this one. And I, and I do think that they, they get a win over, over Bournemouth. Uh, moving along to a feisty encounter between Wolves and Newcastle. Mm. Um, you know, Newcastle obviously heavily involved in the Champions League group of death and juggling, um, you know, their performances in the Premier League. Uh, might I add, they are the top scorers in the English Premier League. Like, mm. imagine, yeah, they're in the group of death and, and, mm. and they're top scorers. Like, yeah. after nine games played, like, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, I think I think um, everybody's just waiting for the next game, saying now they're gonna slip, yeah, they're gonna slip, yeah, and mm-hmm. they just keep on progressing and winning and winning. And credit to Eddie Arm, and he's he's doing a, a very good job with Newcastle. Um, they're playing good football, and um, I think they get the the win again here yeah, against Wolves. Mm. Wolves have lost have lost just one of their previous five league fixtures. Nigel Marcus just said that he thinks goes Newcastle's way. Do you agree? Uh, I don't think it's all cut and dry. I think maybe Wolves can maybe uh, force a draw, uh, even a win. They, they showed uh, a good victory against City just before the, the international break. Yeah. And um, also, 
Newcastle in Champions League um, duty tonight against Dortmund. Mm. So Wolves' no midweek game could count on that. It's a home game for them as well. Yeah. And Gary O'Neill has been an excellent manager as well for Wolves. I think he's he's been tactically like astute. Mm. Uh, you don't beat the treble winners uh, yeah. by, by by a fluke, you know. Uh, so uh, I think it would be a difficult uh, task for Newcastle. Yeah, I think you know credit has to go to Gary O'Neill. I think what he's done at all since being appointed because you know I think Julian Lopetegui was was uh, touted as a man to lead this Wolves team to the possibly the top off of the of the table and you know if you look at the performances what they've strung together since uh, he's been appointed like it was literally days before the league started mm-hmm. when he when he was confirmed Exciting. as a manager yeah and um, you know I think Mark you and I were, were discussing I think maybe after the third game game week how strong their performances were, but their results uh, didn't um, match. And yeah. do you think now, you know, I've just said that they've lost just one of their previous, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, they've lost just one of their previous five league fixtures. Do you think now that sort of um, sweet run of form is coming through? I think so. And just talking about Gary O'Neill, um, when he was by Bournemouth last season, right? Yeah. You, you could see the way Bournemouth were playing. Yeah. They were also quite well towards the end of the season. Um, his style of play is nice. Um, he's, he's attacking. And with just the way he plays, having no egos, there's, there's no um, like big-name players having mm. their way in the team. No, it's, it's just direct, it's simple. And they play the, 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 the game the right way. Mm. So you're still sticking with your prediction of Newcastle? I, I was thinking with Newcastle. One. Yeah. Nigel? I go with a draw, score draw. Nice. Uh, both teams to score, yeah? Okay, shot. Um, speaking of drawing games, Everton are up against <laughs> West Ham in this one. Looks like a draw as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, look, West Ham got it for four last time out. Everton uh, reeling from the Merseyside derby defeat. Um, you know, succumbing to Liverpool is no nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. But I think in the manner in which we lost, you know, I say we because I'm an Evertonian and, you know, watching that game, I was proud of the boys. You know, we, Ashley Young got a, I think, a second yellow in the thirty-fifth minute, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Time, yeah. I think you'd expect more from an experienced head. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, he brought that derby flavor. You know, you look at a former Man United player in Ashley Young. Both both clubs, Everton and and United, are the arch rival is Liverpool. So you know, when you when you say like keeping a cool head, calm head, I think his. His Man United blood, his Everton blood, just Emotions. came to yeah, yeah, got the better of him. And um, if he had to, get, if he had to walk, he had to walk. But I still believe that the game was managed well by Sean Dyke. We brought on attacking players when the game was in our favour. Mm. You know, you look at Beto mm. coming off the bench. Yeah. Uh, we also brought in defensive players. You look at um, Michael Keane coming off the bench, obviously conceding the penalty which led to Salah's goal. Yeah, they did well to stay in the game at one 0 and you know go on to maybe nick a point it, at the end. It honestly it, was a late, it was a late double yeah, by Mohamed Salah. Salah killed yeah. the game, yeah, 100%. but after the penalty, because if you had to take the penalty away, remember there was no goal from open play up until the penalty, yeah. up, up until the second one. Yeah. But you know the, the penalty being being the spot kick, like. I believe even the the referee or the commentator rather on the day said he's seen those not being given and he's seen those being awarded. Yeah. So it's kind of like your luck on the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was also a few sort of, you know, the thing about refereeing always comes to the consistency. You yeah. know, that word consistency always comes to the forefront. And 
and the challenges. I think even Sean Dyke was booked. I think someone from the Everton backroom staff was was booked as well. Um, I think it was there was some crazy stat like about how many yellow cards they dished out on the day, and um, yeah, I still think he did what he could given the cards he was dealt. Yeah, I think it, uh, Everton gave a good account of themselves. Um, especially playing against Liverpool. We all know what Liverpool can do. Mm. And going down to 10 men in the first half is, is no easy task. And I also feel the ref was, was inconsistent in the game as well, giving mm. um, Ashley Young the red card. And then um, the incident with, um, I think it's that... Konate. Yeah, the Beto guy, the striker. Mm. The ball was played through the centre. He was on the way um, attacking and... They clipped him and he didn't get a card for that. There was nothing, and that yeah. was the reason why Sean Dyche was was given the card after mm. that. Because of the inconsistency. And I think for 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 the magnitude of that game, for I think the ref the feistiest yeah, one of the feistiest games in the calendar. I feel that the ref should by all means try to keep the game level. Yeah. You know? It was a soft second yellow card. It's a derby game. Keep the game level. Let the fans uh, um, get what they came for, you know what mm. I'm saying? But then again, you know the stories with the refs. It's every week. It's something. It's something. But coming back to Everton, they did well. Unfortunately, they lost. But um, I think the soccer that Sean Dyche likes to play is starting to show. Mm. The belief and and the courage is showing in the team. And yeah. I'm happy you, for Everton. Do you think it's a little too late? I mean, Everton are currently three points from the drop. And, you know, at nine games in, it could be... For me, honestly, I just wonder if it's a little too late for him. No, I don't think so. I think they saved relegation. I think they have enough in the tank, especially with Calvert Lewin up front. And um, he started that game. Yeah. yeah. Um, now they also have a like-for-like replacement for him as well. So, mm. um, in terms of physicality, so I think with their compact four-five-one block, it's going to be difficult to beat a Sean Dyche team. You know. Yeah. So I think they survive over the course of the season. Mm. Let's move over to West Ham. Um, this one, you know, they got <laughs> smacked by Aston Villa four-one. Uh, away from home, what do, what do you make of their performance? I think I think West Ham are getting us uh, going through a small difficulties now in these past weeks. Um, the dip in form as well. Um, Aston Villa they just cut through them, but it's too don't easy. yeah. But yeah. don't write West Ham off. They they do have the firepower. Jared Bowen, um, Paqueta, mm. they, and you look at players. Uh, Edson Alvarez, uh, James Ward-Prowse. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you mentioned Paqueta. Yeah. So um, lots of uh, feeder, mm. Mohamed Kudus. So no, football is, is unpredictable. You you never know what what will happen on the day, and it just uh, it just comes down to to how much more you want it on the day. Mm. Your prediction this one? I'm going with a one-one draw. Yeah. Mm. I'm going two-two draw. High-scoring draw there. Okay. Uh, moving along to Brighton versus Fulham. You know, Ansu Fati has made quite a name for himself yeah. um, thus far in the Premier League. You know, he hasn't really played that much, uh, but, you know, he's he's returned um, a few important performances. You know, two goals and five Premier League outings, including that yeah. one sitter against uh, Man United. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. uh, Brighton had them on the ropes in that game. And, you know, he, he had might have made his first league start, if I'm not mistaken, at Old Trafford. Yeah. Uh, was played through and just put the ball wide off uh, the post. Do you think he's have um, like maybe a part to play in this game? Definitely. Um, Ansu Fati, skillful pace, mm. um, link-up play. Uh, with him and Matoma, I think they could do 
really good things for Brighton this season. And we all know what we get from Brighton. It's, it's full attacking. Um, they will score goals, that's for sure. And for Fulham, it's, it hasn't worked out for Fulham. Um, and I don't see where, where they will hurt Brighton in this game. Mm, Fulham, just eight goals from their opening nine league fixtures. You look at the firepower of Brighton, 22 goals across their opening nine league fixtures. Surely it's going one way, Nigel. Yeah, it's going to be a tough task for Fulham. I think Brighton at home as well. They score a lot of goals, play a lot of free-flowing attacking football. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think Brighton win. Brighton win, eh? Now, uh, Mark? Comfortable, 3-0. 3-0 victory. Comfortable. I think they, this is where the season gets back on track. I think so. Okay. Uh, moving along to Aston Villa versus Luton. Now, I don't know where to start singing the praises of Una Emery. I think what he's done... I mean. I don't even need to do it. The commentators yeah. do it week in, week out. Yeah. Always mention, since he's been appointed, Aston Villa have gone on to X, Y, Z. You know? Mm. Oli Watkins has gone on to whatever. Mm. Since, since Una Emery has been yeah. appointed, you know, there's always Douglas Luiz has gone on to do mm. X, Y, Z. Clean sheets, you know, home victories, you name it. Mm. Away, away records being broken, home records being broken, Premier League records being broken. Surely. I, where, where do they finish, actually? Let's, let's start there. Uh, I would say, I would say top seven. Okay. Top seven for sure. Um, Una Emre was at Arsenal previously. Um, he came in. He showed signs of 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 what he's like, what he, how he likes to play. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out. But now he's at Aston Villa. Um, he's brought in his his own players, um, and I think now at the moment, why everything is going well for him is that he has the trust from the players, and from the board and. It's showing on the field now, and they they're really playing well. And it's just another brick in the wall. They they're going about their business week to week. Mm. Uh, they're picking up the victories. There's no noise, and they're climbing the table. And they also they're playing really good soccer as well. Mm. Nigel, Aston Villa are involved in European football. Do you think that's why Mark said they finished seventh, or rather in the top seven? Yeah, yeah I think it will be difficult to juggle both competitions. Um, but uh, they are looking like a formidable team, especially at home. So. Um, mm. It will be it will be interesting to see where they do land up, but I, I also do agree. Maybe even a Europa League spot or another conference spot. So mm. European football on the on the horizon again. Yeah, they've uh, they're up against Luton in this one. Luton have lost six of their opening nine league fixtures. Is it more of the same for them? Yeah, I think Villa home win definitely over three point five goals. Yeah, they've been they've been really good. Um, I think Oli Watkins, um, Ramsey, uh, Diaby, they've got a lot yeah. of firepower. Yeah. So yeah. I would I, I would you could look at Matty Cash as a Matty Cash, Cash ever present yeah. on the wing. Uh, yeah. You know they bring on players like Leon Bailey, Yuri Telemans, Douglas Lewis. Yeah, you got a place. Mm. And and uh, just talking about scoring goals like Aston Villa, they scored seventeen goals in the past. Four league games at oh home. Oh my word! So if you're looking for goals, home form Villa seventeen Park. across yeah. their previous four. Yeah. So if you're looking for goals, this is the place to be. And like you said, over three point five, easy money. Over four point five, mm-hmm. easy money. Easy. Over five point five, not five point five. <laughs> we'll keep it three point five, four point five. Yeah, three point five. <laughs> okay, shut. I'm speaking about overs and unders. Yeah. Liverpool <laughs> up against Nottingham Forest in this one. I mean, where to even start? Jurgen Klopp back at the helm. Doing the things, yeah, he's. I think he's uh, revolutionized the midfield again. He's changed things up uh, with Gravenberg, uh, McAllister, yeah. 
and um, suburbs lie, and they look like a different outfit compared to what they were. Previous so day, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, they look more technically efficient. Mm. They're not so hard running, um, and they they also very clinical up front. You know, yeah. Salah has been excellent. Mm. So they are back Liverpool. Yeah, I think I think uh, Jurgen Klopp has done well to steady that ship because you know uh, being a Merseyside club, you know it's, it can be a toxic place at times. Yeah. You know. Uh, when, the, when the city is against you, and, and Liverpool being where they are, I mean, you look at Champions League winners, Premier League winners, the likes of you know Mohamed Salah, Alisson Becker, um, you know Virgil, big names, big big egos, and I think he's done really well because it wasn't so long ago when the club was rumored to be uh, put up for sale, and then you see what has done for clubs like United, um, Tottenham was also linked to being being for sale, um, your Chelsea transition and. Uh, you know, just a single league defeat as well since uh, since the start of the season and against Tottenham. You know, it's not like they lost against League like opponents. Uh, yeah, I mean Tottenham are currently top of the league. And they so. were robbed in that game. And as well. yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. I, I think credit, credit to Jurgen Klopp. Eh? Definitely, he's a he's a serial winner. Um, he gets the respect. Um, his style of play is is out of this world, and I think we can finally say that they're slowly getting back to how they were two seasons ago. Um, Gravenberg seems to have taken the position of Fabinho, Sabosly, and 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 um, and McAllister have been fantastic. So it's it's really looking good for for Liverpool now at the moment. Mm. I just want to talk about Liverpool's um, ensuing fixtures after after Forest at home because I think let's be honest, easy yeah. win for them yeah, at Anfield. I mean, surely uh, they play Luton, Brentford, and then Man City. Do you think it's a it's a decent enough lineup? Because again, you look at Nottingham Forest and Luton. I think easy victories, but then you look at someone like Brentford, where they could be asked to step up a notch, mm. just maybe put through their paces before they play Man yeah. City. Because I think City are really are direct rivals to them, uh, or rather, been that club that has stopped a City dominance yeah. over the last like half decade or so. Yes, yes. So I think I think these two games is, is good preparation before mm. they meet City, and I think playing. Um, a Brentford before the City game, like you're saying, that will be the, the, the right game to play before playing City. Yeah, so there's no complacency when they meet City, you know. Mm. So it's it's a good run of games. I think they should collect six points before that mm. until they meet City. Yeah, it's City at the Etihad. Uh, do you think, uh, I know we are jumping the gun here, but Naj, what do you think about that game? I think it will be an exciting game to watch. I think uh, Liverpool can hit them on the counter with Salah. Mm. Um, even with Nunes, so hopefully um, we get some goals. Yeah. Okay, we're just going to put a pause in that one and move the conversation over to Manchester because that game is at the Etihad. And um, I guess this week we close with Manchester derby. Um, Eric Ten Hag's Manchester United outfit just come off the back of a 1-0 victory in the UEFA Champions League, 1-0 against Copenhagen. Um, a spirited performance from the back line. Two players in particular, Mark in a, in a full yes. game there. Two, two of the players that have been... <laughs> two of the best. Uh, <laughs> in the news for the wrong reasons, but I'm happy for, for Maguire. He, he scored the first goal of uh, his first goal of the season. He's been in the news for, for different reasons, as everybody knows. Um, Onana, bad start to his career at United. But we're not taking away the qualities that he has. He's a, a quality goalkeeper. Um, he managed to save the penalty with the last touch of the game, won the game. Mm. So, 
things were, should be turning around for them. Do you think there's a palpable change in the United uh, dressing room, Nigel? I think over the past three games, you can see it. There is some, it looks like they're turning the corner. Uh, I think the, the victory against Brentford did a lot for them. The performance was terrible, but winning it late on and in those moments can change a lot for a team's mentality. And uh, same again last night in the Champions League, saving the penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, Small moments can do a lot for teams, so uh, they'll hopefully clutch onto that going heading into this derby. But is it enough? Do you think like there's enough confidence in them? I mean, it's just can I say a shallow one 0 against Copenhagen at home in the UEFA Champions League? I don't think it's enough heading into a derby against Manchester City at the Etihad. I think they are a different beast. Um, so United will have to turn up on the day. You know, mm. Rashford will have to have a game of his games. Um, you know, play off the counter. Try hope things go for you and hope that City don't play well as well. Okay, uh, Mark. United have won their previous three fixtures across all competitions. However. By one goal margins. Is that enough to give you confidence going to this one? One, one goal in the Premier League is never enough. Even two goals in the Premier League is not enough. So they, they will know what they're facing. They know what they need to do. And I, I'm, I'm definitely sure Tenag will be preparing well for this game. Mm. I think they, they will analyse past fixtures and, and analyse the way City play and try to find weaknesses in their game and, and try to attack in those areas. Mm. Like Nigel said, uh, Rash will, will have to show up because he's been poor in, in, in recent matches. Um, I like Rasmus Holland. I think he has a lot to offer. I think he will um, trouble the City defence. And I know um, um, the sad passing of, of Sir Bobby Charlton. So rest in peace to him. And I think they will be will have extra motivation from that mm. in facing City. Yeah, excellent uh, yeah. point there. Um, but, you know, speaking of extra motivation, Man United are at home in this one at Old Trafford. Man City travelled to Switzerland to play young boys in the UEFA Champions League during the midweek. Do you think that um, travel has anything to impact the psyche? Maybe Guardiola comes out pre-conference, um, sets a tone saying, you know, you've been asked to travel or, or, or maybe they were out a few players. Um, maybe someone gets injured. We, know, we never know what's going to happen in Switzerland. Um, but do you think that has a part to play in this fixture? I think they have the depth in the squad to manage both tournaments. I mean... The players are there. You just bring Alvarez off the bench. You bring Bernardo Silva off the bench. Jack Grealish, you know. You're naming another side. Yeah, <laughs> they basically have two teams. So, I mean, they have the resources to deal with it. Mm. It hasn't been that long. Uh, we don't have to look that far, rather, to see City losing two games. One against Wolves, second against Arsenal. Mm. Do you think United get something from this game? Knowing uh, Guardiola, I think he would be quite miserable after the two consecutive defeats. Um, I, I don't, I don't see United getting one over City. Yeah. I think City will will definitely want the one, and especially going out Champions League, they'll be resting some players. Um, they're playing a, a, a sort of smaller team. I don't want to say weaker team. Yeah, they're playing a bit of a smaller team. So, so. A lot won't happen with the City team. Uh, when they do face United, they will have all their top players. And you know what happens in the, in the Manchester top. It's, mm. it's always fire. It's, it's aggressive. And we like to see it. So I think, But I think uh, City will get one there. Yeah. The last time these clubs met at Old Trafford, uh, United actually ran out 2-1 winners. Yeah. And, uh, you know, City only mustered a single shot on target in that game. Yeah. Um, you know, there was some top, top performers 
Um, you look at the likes of Fred. You know, he had De Bruyne check. De Bruyne is not... Uh, I don't think he's going to be available for this one. Yeah. Uh, but since then, Fred has moved on. Casemiro hasn't really been part of the United yeah. uh, team. Up, yeah, yeah this, this season, very, very important um, in that fixture. Uh, you know, you had Eriksen and, Mar- and um, uh, Martial also not not heavily involved. You know, mm. currently now you've got players like Mason Mount in the team, mm. R- Rasmus Hoyland. Uh, a very different United team, if yeah. I can say that. Yeah, um, very different, but they they all know how well City are and, and what they need to do to, to overcome this challenge because we know what City will bring. Um, technical, um, technically good um, they will demand the ball. They will control proceedings, dictate play. Um, United will just have to be have mental resilience. Um, just stay in the game. Um, don't rush into anything. Manage the game. You know, um, attack at the right moments, and then hopefully, um, Hoyland can can uh, get some goals for them. Mm. I need your predictions. I'm going. I, I will give United a goal. Yeah. So I'm going with a three-one Man City. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were giving a bit of <laughs> uh, giving them the benefit of the doubt by saying you give them a goal but 3-1 it's, yeah. it's, uh, that's quite a scoreline yeah no uh, um, Haaland back to his tricks Haaland will score um, if Alvarez plays he will score mm. and Hoyland will score and I'll give the extra one to Rodri mm. yeah I agree possibly 3-1 maybe even 2-1 to City yeah okay Gents, it's been uh, a pleasure unpacking all things Premier League with you. Um, I guess we just have to wait and see what happens uh, when when uh, Man City do battle with the um, young boys to see maybe if there's a part to play in that one. Um, Manchester Derby are probably going to the, the blue off of Manchester. Eh? Yeah. But I guess time will tell. Um, until next week. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thanks, gents. Hi, I'm Mark Fish, and you are listening to Hit the Target Podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bets. My name is Carol Shabalala, and you are listening to Hit the Target, powered by Hollywood Bets. Hi, football lovers. This is Coach Dylan Kerr. You're listening to Hit the Target, powered by Hollywood Bets. Hit the Target Podcast.